Hey, Diggs, welcome to Dennis in the Know, your backstage pass to current trends, politics, and education in the dental world. We are dentistry source for honest, relevant information. And with that in mind, this is JB's News on the Go with Dennis in the Know. So introducing to you with all the relevant information, Dr. Jennifer Bell. First off, uh, we talked a lot about medical loss ratio. There's actually several uh, other states that have medical loss ratio coming up soon. If you're not familiar with the term, what that means is that insurance companies are required to spend a, a certain percentage of their profits towards patient reimbursements, education, uh, direct patient care. Massachusetts uh, gained a ton of notoriety in 2022 with passing that their medical loss ratio bill. Um, and several states are kind of falling in line with that. So we're going to see a lot more activity in that in 2023. But as with all good things, there must be some tides uh, to deal with. And so uh, just this week, Guardian Insurance Company released a notification. They notified 1,500 small employers that they would be dropping their dental coverage as soon as the law goes into effect. These are employers that have 25 employees or less, uh, citing that it would be no longer profitable for them to service those employees and employer with their plan, uh, given the MLR. So, you know, uh, I don't I don't know how all this is going to shake out. I do think states that have this coming up should certainly be looking at uh, what is the cascading events that are happening in Massachusetts after passing the bill. Uh, if they could preempt some of these notifications and changes that might behoove them uh, to at least be watching and reviewing because we're starting to see some of the unintended consequences of that law. In addition, another friend of ours in the New England uh, Northeast area, New York has legislation that has just come forward to approve dental health aid therapists in their state. Here was an interesting statistic I was not aware of. So of the total population in New York, which uh, is apparently around 18 million, 9 million of those individuals are on some type of government subsidy program for their dental health benefits or medical benefits. Um, and they're having a very difficult time keeping providers in those programs due to low reimbursement rates um, and also um, just challenges with patient servicing. So, uh, the response from the legislature uh, is to move forward with a mid-level provider to be able to provide care to that patient population of 9 million individuals who need access to care. Uh, it was interesting in the article that they cited that they would face great resistance from the American Dental Association, uh, but are trying to pattern the program after other states like Minnesota that brought it into existence a few years ago to help solve some of their access to care issues. So we'll certainly be watching that very closely. If you happen to be participating in any type of telemed uh, services in your dental practice, where you um, do consults, communication, et cetera, with your patients and provide prescriptions through the telemed service, there is an open listening session for those through the DEA to discuss the access to opioid prescriptions through telemedicine. That open uh, 
listening session is happening on September 12th and 13th. Um, that will be at the DEA headquarters. There is some additional information if you want to go to the DEA website to find out more information. But if you do happen to be providing prescriptions through telemed for opioids, um, that certainly may be something you want to pay attention to, uh, to better understand where this may be moving and what uh, challenges may be coming from that. And lastly, as I mentioned last week, uh, with the HPI statistics, we've seen quite a bit of change in both the overhead expenses and profitability of the practice. And Dr. Bicuspid actually ran a similar study over the last couple of weeks. They surveyed a conglomerate of individuals, um, which they do yearly to sort of garner information about salaries and, and profitability and just the overall business of dentistry. And they too also cited a pretty significant drop in doctor salary. It seems to have predominantly hit uh, the solo private practitioner, but also uh, some decrease in the group private practitioners. So those who are not owned by DSOs, uh, interestingly, interestingly enough, DSO doctors saw an increase in salary for year over year from 22 to 23. So the tides are turning. Uh, it does appear that the data is, is starting to justify the way that many of us feel in the marketplace. Um, and if you're a private practitioner wondering why bills are a little bit more difficult in 2023, I think the data certainly is telling the full story. And with that, that's the news. So, gang, that's it for today's show. We want to thank you for tuning in. But more importantly, we want to thank you for being a part of Dennis in the Know. I'm Dr. Jeff Horowitz. I'm Dr. Chad DePlantis. And I'm Dr. Jennifer Bell. And we're Dentists in the Know. Remember, gang, dentistry is an amazing profession, but it's way more rewarding when you're in the know.